Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Today I have Justin, who is the owner of self-named Justin's Chop Shop, which is based in West Hampton. Uh, one of the things that is something that everyone needs to know is that they are the reigning champion of Grill Hampton, which is our annual event that puts the top grill masters of the Hamptons against the top grill masters of New York City. And they came out on top last year because of the quality of what they do. And it was a great evening. And we have Grill Hampton coming up again this year, Friday, August 5th. And obviously very excited to have the reigning champion, Justin, back with his team. The event's going to include great grilled fare, open bar, specialty cocktails. There'll be live music, DJ sets, and a lot of entertaining, as well as our host, which is Food God, who's going to be voting on the best of the best for this year as well. You can find out more about the event at Dan's Taste. Dot com. But back to Justin, who has his shop in West Hampton Beach. He's a Long Islander. And after growing up in college, he did something very similar to me. He worked in finance before he realized that probably there was a lot better things to do with your life. <laughs> and instead, he pursued his dream, which was taking over a chop shop that was in West Hampton. Yep. And that was 10 years ago. Is that right, Justin? Correct. I think it's 10 going on 11. But uh, previous to that, I was working at a gentleman's butcher shop when I was trying to figure out what was going on with the rest of my life. But uh, yeah, that's more or less. We've been there December 21st, 2010. Well, listen, so, I, lo- I love the fact that you took that risk in your life and walked away from, you know, that that check that comes in with the benefits yeah. and stepped into, you know, entrepreneurship. But one of the other things that I think is, is pretty amazing about you is that you were really an, a top nationally ranked BMX racer in the early yeah. 90s. So, I mean, you were ranked number one in New York State and fourth right. in the country. Do I have that right? Yeah, that is correct. It was uh, That was my younger years. Obviously, I have a competitive personality, and I enjoy more of the sports that if you win, it's 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 your doing. If you lose, it's also your doing. So it kind of gives me a little bit of drive, and that's how I was racing bikes. That's how I was racing cars, and then obviously entrepreneurship. Listen, if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. The only person you really can lean on is yourself. But obviously, as the business has grown, I've had a tremendous amount of support from my family, my wife, my brother-in-law. So uh, at this point, it takes a lot of uh, help. So the on my own thing is no longer, but it's a positive thing for sure. Well, do you still get to do it as a hobby at all your racing? Well, funny enough, uh, my son, I, I have two daughters and one son, and the two girls weren't too thrilled. But thankfully, Dylan uh, took a liking to it. So we do our father Sundays on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We get to the track. I try and be the cool dad, but usually turns out with me falling. <laughs> and uh, this this spring, I actually fractured two ribs. So uh, I was uh, spending my summer kind of making pretend I felt okay. Right. But I still go. My son loves it. And I'll probably get back on the bike in the next few weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, at least you're carrying on the tradition with your family. True. True. So I know that you have a lot going on at, at Justin's Chop Shop, but why don't you share with our listeners, you know, really what's the latest with your business? So in the past, you know, you know, 16 months to a year, you know, we have been working on obviously moving our location. We were super fortunate. We navigated the pandemic relatively well. Um, we kind of just listened to our customers and listened to what the people were looking for. And so what that did with the pandemic, essentially accelerating my business several years, gave myself and my partner the opportunity to grow to a level that we wanted to do, but not expecting it to happen so fast. So 
what we've been doing. And actually today we got notification. We don't have paper in hand that the health department has given us our final okay to open the store. So it's moving our location from 214 Mill Road to 71 Sunset, which would be a major upgrade. You know, we're going to have obviously a full market, a full seafood market, my butcher wow. shop. We're going to have a beer and wine license that'll be coming soon, soon after uh, outdoor seating, you know, just really providing to the community their needs and wants that they've wanted for a long time. We're also going to have a kosher section. I've met with the rabbis of the synagogue, so we'll have a section for that community also. But a lot is going on, and we're very, very excited. You know, I love the community, and they've, without a doubt, embraced me. So this is where we are now, and I, I can't be more excited. And obviously, Victoria Schnepps, uh, who I'm sure you know, has been a big fan of mine and would like to do a ribbon-cutting ceremony so we're very, very, very excited about that. Yeah, well, listen, you deserve it. It's, it's a beautiful standalone building. You know, what is it about? Is it two, three times the size of your existing so, location? Uh, the, the, fun, the, the revenue generating size of my store is approximately 800 square feet, all in total with the kitchen, approximately 1,100. This is 2,700 square yeah, feet. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it's going to have two checkout stations. We won't have to, you know, have the customers checked out by myself and my staff. Like I said, both be full seafood, a large variety of breads that we're working on. So fresh breads. Our kitchen's going to be state of the art. We'll have pastries and and other great, you know, complimentary things that you would expect from a high end market. I almost correlated to. Now it's pushing it. It's probably giving myself too much credit, but more of like it, hopefully in Italy, kind of mm-hmm. having a nice experience for our customers. So. We're really, really, really excited. So that's the really big news for myself in the store. Well, so. that's great news. You know, it, it, I feel like West Hampton Beach has had a real evolution. Oh, yes. You know, they redid the town. If yep. people haven't been there recently, you know, you really have to check it out. The, the whole town and area has been improved and entrepreneurs like Justin are really, you know, making their mark and, and really upping the culinary scene in particular. The restaurants have really started to gain traction, which is nice. Uh, people are... Obviously, attending those restaurants, there's reservations, there's weights, there's flora, there's ivy, there's a boutique hotel being built with a, with a bar for the community. Main Street's been revitalized. Mayor Morris done a fantastic job with that and has really given, like myself, like you just said, the entrepreneurs of the area a really good groundwork to kind of grow businesses. So it's a testament to the town, it's a testament to Mayor Moore, and then all those hustlers out there for sure. So, you know, obviously, Barbecuing is done by a lot of people. I feel like, you know, myself, I, I'm not a great cook, but I love to barbecue personally. So I would love for you just to maybe just share some tips, some basic tips. Okay. Anything that you could share for, you know, the average person that that just barbecues uh, whenever they get the chance in terms sure. of preparation so, or, or heat or whatever else you could really 100%. give us a advice. The cool part about the community and the shop is a lot of our customers do enjoy cooking like yourself. Doesn't mean they're a good cook or a bad cook, but they do enjoy it. So lots of them are knowledgeable. Some of them don't have as much knowledge, but are anxious to learn. So for me to interact with my customers on a regular basis, uh, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, whether they come in the next day and say, thank you so much, or I give them uh, a cut of beef that they're not usually used to having. So it's very exciting, but really on like the grilling side, obviously it's really important to have a nice, hot, clean grill. There are times where I go uh, on site to cater. Some of the grills are a little weathered. You could take an onion, you could take a little olive oil and a rag, wipe it down, make sure it's cranking hot, leave that hood closed, you know, for 15, 20 minutes. And that'll help loosen everything up on the grill. Give it a good wipe down. 
And like I said, you start with a nice, clean, hot grill. As far as the meat, tend to leave it, you know, you can leave it on the counter for 20 minutes to a half an hour, let it get down to like an ambient temperature. Uh, that helps with the meat kind of relaxing, easier to cook. Also, listen, get started with a nice hot grill, sear it, sear it on both sides. It could be anywhere for three or four minutes or seven or eight minutes, depending upon the cut and the thickness. And I like to finish up in a nice hot oven, 400 degrees. And mm -hmm. what it allows you to do is kind of sear the steak, keep those juices in. You can then pop it in the oven and do anywhere from six to seven minutes or 10 to 12 minutes. And usually the, the steak will come out absolutely perfect. So that's a little of my secrets. Some people like to keep it traditional and stay on the grill. But when you're buying a quality steak, you also want to have a quality result. So uh, that's typically how I suggest to uh, do with my customers and they receive it well. And 99% of the time they come back saying it was perfect. Thank you. So, you know, one of the things I love to, to do at your shop, besides obviously the meats, yep. is you have lots of great selection of sauces and like toppings. Yep. So I don't know how you curate your shop in terms of being different from like an ordinary, maybe supermarket or high-end deli. So this season, we didn't go as crazy with the inventory on the shelving because of being up in the air and moving the store. Hmm. So we do typically try to carry items that you can't find in the everyday market. Mm -hmm. We also try to blend in items that you normally would because we're small and we want the customers to be able to get what they want. Now at the new store, we have a significant amount of curated items that we're going to be putting on the shelves. And it's been very difficult for me to not release those items because I obviously love to service my customers. So I typically look for something that's kind of on trend. You know, lots of times it could be a chili lime or it could be a teriyaki based or it could be a Thai chili based. Yep. So I kind of look at those trends and see what people are buying. We actually have a rub that I'll hand out sparingly to customers who either catch me at the right moment, make me laugh or someone who's in on a regular basis or a new customer. Uh, my chef has a, a rub that I really do slowly give out to people. It was actually showcased at the, what was it, the event that we did last year? Grill Hampton? Grill Hampton. We actually showcased that rub in our dumpling. So lots wow. of people have had it, but didn't know it. So now we have it jarred. So this is a rub that goes fantastic on our steaks, on burgers, as a finishing seasoning. And that is a phenomenal item that we're going to have on the shelves, along with other items from people. I'm fortunate that guys come in my store who, who have a passion for barbecue sauce or rubs or other things like that. And lots of times I just like to get kind of their vibe and their feel for their, their product and their passion. Generally, I'll take it with that. And then if the product is good, you know, I'll test it out and then I'll generally put it on my shelves. I like seeing people like myself who have like a passion for what they're doing. And that's a lot of the ways that I do it. Keeping in mind that there is a general public that does like the stubs and mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. you know, traditional barbecue sauces and mustards and whatnot. So I try and blend it in with the size of the new store. It's going to allow me to showcase a lot of items I necessarily wouldn't be able to showcase because of having to keep the volume of the store. So it's really exciting for me to have all these variety of products along with four or five that are going to be store made proprietary items that you wouldn't you won't be able to get at any other location. The process has been started with Cornell Cooperative and kind of reverse engineering all the ingredients, but that's a little bit later to come. But yeah, I, I love kind of diversifying the store for sure. Well, listen, everybody's got to remember, there's nothing like owner-operated businesses that are literally curating 
everything and providing a level of service that you just don't get at other places. I don't care what anybody says. You know, that's really what it is about being in a town and being able to, you know, walk into a store that's owner operated. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Josh. So like, again, I, w- I went into this really kind of blind. It's not like I went to school to be a butcher. I, you know, I knew business. I, I had a good feeling for it, but I just knew if, if I could go in there and treat people like my family or just service, 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 which I don't want to say in the bad way, but unfortunately, I think it's been pushed to the side a little bit. That's mm-hmm. not so common sense, but I thoroughly enjoy the people who I work for and what it really is done by providing a service has basically taken my business to another level. I obviously carry a high quality product, mm-hmm. but in, in reality, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I didn't create something. I just stay consistent. I mean, there are points to my business that we can discuss about like the skir stick and my chutney, which is essentially what's carried my business. But again, I found the stuff that works. I provide it with a nice service. I hire nice, young, hardworking guys. And I feel like a lot of that gets lost in some businesses now. And it's kind of hopefully coming back. So, you know. Well, listen, you, you, che- you tease the steak. So let's hear about what okay. your favorite uh, cuts are. All right. So it's funny over the 10 years, you know, we've, we've really become known for our chopped meat and our skirt steak, mostly the marinated skirt steak. So mm-hmm. what's happened was, was a cut. And the ground and chopped meat are really working together. And in the butcher business, in order to have a solid business, you need to have a, a, a good chopped meat business, meaning like you need to sell a significant amount of chopped meat because what separates a butcher shop from a grocery store is we use all the quality trim as one of the components to our chopped meat. I happen to sell a tremendous amount of skirt steak, approximately 14 to 16,000 pounds a summer. Hmm. So that's, now the trim that we take off that goes into our chopped meat. I approximately sell your laugh probably 65,000 pounds of chopped meat a summer and about 100,000 handmade burgers a summer. Wow. So when you come to my store and you order chopped meat, it's ground fresh. And a major part of that chopped meat is the trim from the skirt steak. It's a fatty, flavorful cut. So really, you're getting a high-end chopped meat at a lower price knowing that the, the portions of that chopped meat are skirt steak, filet, ribeye. So I really owe the, the success of the business to, to the, those two cuts of beef. So my number one selling steak is my marinated steak. And not because it's my store, not because it's anything. I'll put my skirt steak against anybody. And it's just my butchers found out the right item, the right product, the right code. And we stick to that and we don't deviate on price. It's only that brand and only that quality of the cut. Is the marinade a secret recipe or what could you share about that? So the ratios obviously are a secret. The ingredients are not. It's a teriyaki, Worcestershire gravy master. We use fresh garlic, fresh pepper, but it really comes down to a few other seasonings mm-hmm. and the portions. You know, the ratio really do make a difference. You can have a salty sure. marinade. You can have a too sweet of a marinade. Our marinade, you know, happens to be just the right, of, or just the right amount of caramelization when it's done cooking just the right amount of flavors of salt and sugar. So it really kind of covers everyone's palate. You got to try it, everybody. Listen, I'm not just saying this, Justin. Like, literally, I love your burgers. Thank you. You know, I mean, it's up to me not to burn them on the barbecue, of course. That's because of the high fat content. That's really (laughs) important. But they are absolutely delicious. I mean, you really have to come to, you know, his shop and and try it for themselves. Or Grill Hampton. Maybe you you want to Maybe you want to share, because was last year your first time participating? Yes. I mean, you came out as the absolute winner there. 
So, we, we had a, my chef and I, Brian Sozak, who's an uh, extremely talented chef. You know, he has a, a flair for, you know, Asian fusion kind of food. You know, I said, you know, we need to incorporate the chutney. That's what the store is known for. You know, he, he threw around some ideas and he came up with this fantastic burger dumpling is, you know, we, we probably made, I think a thousand, I think your rep from the, um, from dance papers basically said, you know, you need probably seven, 800, but we knew we'd to go through a lot of them. So I can't take the credit. I maybe made a hundred of them, but chef made every last one by hand and with dumpling wrappers. And it was the, the rub that we use my chopped meat, marble blue cheese. And then he added in some of his bacon jam, which we also make in the store. So, uh, yeah, we definitely, uh, it, it was gonna, you definitely deserve the crown that year. And, and listen, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta represent this year to be a, to You're be making a me nervous, Josh, <laughs> to be a two peak. Yeah. Listen, I, just to be a part of it and part of the event and having it be hopefully a little bit looser event. It was such a nice event last year. And obviously we're still battling the COVID thing as we are now, but, uh, I think every year it gets better and better and I'm expecting the same this year. So it's a kind of my highlight of my summer. Thank you so much. Well, we were very appreciative that you guys yeah. bring your talents to, to grow Hampton, which again is going to be Friday, August 5th from 7 to 10 PM danstaste.com. Talk to me a little bit about catering because I know sure. that you cater, you catered one of our company events, which was absolutely fantastic, but thank you. Talk to me about what options you offer and, and, you know, how catering is a part of your business and how maybe that'll change or not change based on you, you know, increasing your size so much of your store. Sure. Sure. So the catering was kind of like a low flying plane. You know, we promoted it to a point, the store was so busy at times that we didn't want to, you know, take away from the store, but we also want to provide a service to our customers. So a catering business was obviously the right fit. So we do it relatively selectively. We tend to do larger parties, 25, 50 and up. We have a variety of obviously items, the luxury of being, you know, in my stores, we have access to basically anything, anything from seafood to the highest quality cuts. So really what we do is, is we tailor each menu to uh, each client. We have a repertoire of uh, handmade appetizers that we make. Obviously we have that traditional picking up blanket, which is always on the menu. We really like to offer some of the traditional things and some of those things that the customers aren't usually used to. So for myself and my chef, and now, you know, my family's become more involved. We really sit with the client, go over what they're looking for. We do do tent rentals and, and event rent equipment rentals. Uh, we don't go too crazy with that because it could be a job in itself. But the catering really has kind of taken off. This year, we kind of reeled it in a little bit because of the new store. Yeah. But uh, to be honest, it's it's still still very, very, very active. Uh, we're also going to be adding a little bit more of that grab and go kind of like half tray, full tray kind of things where the people that don't want to necessarily have that lavish event, because obviously it is a premium price. You know, there is staff, there's equipment, and there's a lot that goes, you know, behind the scenes. So we're going to be offering more of those trade foods that people like to grab uh, a half tray of, you know, sauces and peppers. We make our sausage fresh in the store. It's the best of the best. So yeah. we're going to be offering a lot more of that grab and pick up kind of items that, you know, you and I would like, you know, just grab a half tray of penny ala And we're able to do that now because of the size of the store. Not only is it 3,000 square feet, essentially upstairs, it's 3,000 square feet in the basement. So we have an extreme amount of storage and the ability to have inventory that we wouldn't normally be able to have. So yeah, your side salads, by the way, are awesome. Thank you. There's going to be more of that, even, you know, with the, the ability of having the outdoor seating. 
you can come by, get a lobster roll, you know, have a side salad with some grilled chicken. So there's, there's a lot to come at the new store. So it's been kind of like feeling like a racehorse in a uh, starting gate and I'm ready to race. So I bet, listen, I, I, you know, you're a great success story and I'm so happy for you and I really appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to seeing you in, in just a few days at uh, grill Hampton. And I appreciate you, you know, Schnapps media embracing me like you have. So uh, I thank you very much. And I look forward to the event. Our pleasure, man. Likewise. All right. Awesome. This is the Schnapps Connects podcast. Make sure to listen to all of our podcasts at podcast.schnappsmedia.com or you can stream us on all podcast networks. <laughs>